Welcome to another episode of Gin and Truth. I'm the captain of this ship, Robert motherfucking Reed. I got a tumble full of Hendrix. I got a mind full of thoughts. Let's go. Let's go. bit of fun today. It's going to be a little bit different, but before I do, I'm going to shit on y'all for a little bit. So gang, before I jump into the first one, you guys got to understand, the person I'm getting ready to talk about, I absolutely fucking love her. As Bubba's looking at me like he wants to eat my face. What do you want, Bubba? Yeah, okay. (laughs) The Bubs. Who the fuck doesn't love the Bubs? What's going on, dude? Yeah? You just looking at your dad? Okay, gang, the lady I'm getting ready to talk about, I absolutely fucking love her. You understand? This person has been in my life, hold on, for a very long time. So this conversation I'm getting ready to tell you all about is coming 5,000% from a place of love. Uh, I've shared with you all that, yeah, you know, the last probably 15 days or so, My dad has told me more about his life, my mom's life, than in all my 49 years on this planet combined. So I'm really learning a lot about my family, where we come from, all that good stuff and the shit we experience. Man, Bubba, what are you doing? Hey, dude. Bubba's just looking at me. What do you want, Bubs? Hold on. You're, You're killing your father, Larry. I'm trying to do a show, Bubba. Shit. You okay? Look at him. Yeah, he's fine. He's just being bubba. Okay. And it was a conversation at work today, and we were having a back and forth, and we were talking about shit, and I told her, you know, I'm learning some shit and stuff. And I told y'all, and so I told her that, you know, my father and my grandfather, his dad, they have literally cut black people down from trees after they were lynched. Now, in all fairness, a little background, she's white. (laughs) Hashtag, she's very white. So I did not expect her to have the same relationship with that story that I would have, right? But, I mean, her face just went silent. Just could not fucking believe that that was real. And that, that, that wasn't what got me talking about this today with you guys, gang. What got me talking about this with you guys... But she she just couldn't understand the the racism. More importantly, the hatred. And I told her, yeah, you actually do understand. She's like, yeah, no, I don't. It's like, yeah, you do. It's like, when was the last time you lost a second of sleep for stepping on a roach, for swatting a fly, for squishing a spider? Hell, gang, I've run over a snake before. Total accident. You know how many minutes of sleep I lost over that? Hashtag zero. It's like, so when the victim, you see your victim as lesser than you, that's how they can do what they do. And I asked her, do you not remember fuckface Derek Chauvin? Of course she said, yeah. And so I asked her, 
Do you remember his eyebrows moving even a little bit? Did, did his mouth even crinkle up a little bit? Did his nostrils flare? No. He sat there and he kneeled on a man's neck for almost 10 minutes. That man, like I've told y'all before, he was calling out to a mother that was already dead. And fuckface Derek Chauvin had the emotional wherewithal as if he had swatted a fly. And so I was trying to get her to, uh, to, to wrap her mind around that. And gang, she just couldn't do it. And I totally get it. I totally get it. And I wasn't pushing her. But I, I get I love her. But I see where she was coming from. There's just a disconnect. Right. And, and one thing that she just couldn't quite also wrap her mind around was kind of the time period on this. And that again, for, I think for a lot of my Caucasoidal brothers and sisters from the Island of Caucasus, this is a book. This is a movie, right? This is a bad story from the year like 1477. And, and it's not again, the overwhelming majority of us, you will meet your fucking grandparents. That's just the bottom line. Now, my dad's father is the only one that I did not meet. Big Burke died when my father was, I think, 16 or 17. Dad was a teenager, right? And so, again, these are stories that I'm getting first fucking hand. And I think when people hear shit like this, they, they think it's something along the lines of like your your great, 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 great grandfather who lived next fucking door to Kunta Kente. Yeah, that's not how it works. And so I was trying to get her to see, you know, how fucked up this shit is and getting it again to her. She just couldn't see it. And this wasn't a fight, an argument or a debate. It just wasn't. But again, she just could not see where I was coming from. And again, I love this lady with everything I got. But one of the things was, uh, oh, when we were talking about like racism, hold on, let me turn this shit. Okay. And, you know, it was, she was one of those who still thinks that it's someone else's problem, right? Not in her circle, no way. And I told her, you know a racist. You absolutely know a racist. You know what she said? No, I don't. I was like, yes, you do, right? Gang, I guarantee you, if I were to run an experiment and I would go and ask 100 white people, do you know a racist? I bet you 87 would come back and tell me, no, I don't. I even told her, you know someone who has called a black person a nigger. You know what she said? No way. I said, yes, you do. And here's the thing, gang. It's I don't have this conversation much anymore, but I I always bring up porn. Now, I I am porn for me. It is an incredibly interesting topic. I love the topic of porn more than I love the actual product, believe it or not. It's just interesting. The actors and the actresses, the directors, they're actually in fascinating ass people. I watch the documentaries. I read up on it. It's just a very interesting topic. And I remember a documentary game from uh, the 2000s, right? And they said uh, porn 
in one year's profit made more than the Major League Baseball, than the NBA and the NFL combined. Porn was making billions upon billions upon billions of dollars. And the reason why I always bring that up is because you can ask the exact same thing about porn. And be like, oh, that's disgusting. The numbers say you're lying. It's not just Robert Reed and 27 other dick-slapping perverts downloading BigBootyRedheads.com. No, that's not how it works. Those numbers suggest that everyone's doing it, but no one's admitting it. That's the same thing as racism as far as I'm concerned. Right, the, the numbers suggest that, yes, you know a racist. You may be related to one. The numbers suggest that the answer is, hell yeah, someone that you know is called someone who looks like me a fucking nigger. And that it is an incredibly hard pill to swallow. I get it. But she just couldn't wrap her mind around it. Right. And again, and, and, and I heard her say it. And I expect nothing less about, you know, well, she knows good and goddamn well, you know, she doesn't say it, her husband doesn't say it, her sons don't say it. And you know what? Yeah, sure, I believe her. I've met her kids. I've watched them grow up. I think her husband's a bang-up dude. I think she's a lovely individual. I can't get enough of her. She's fantastic. But here's the thing, gang. Think about all those fucking college students. And I'm just talking about just the college students in the last, like, five years that we have seen on TV because someone taped them calling black people niggers. And here's the thing. I guarantee goddamn to you, if you were to ask that those kids, if you were to ask their parents, their siblings, hey, do you think your kid is capable of calling black people niggers? You know what they would have said? Nope, not my kid. And you know what? They're absolutely positively right. Right up until the point their kid goes around and calls a black person a fucking nigger. And, she, and again, she 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 there was a disconnect. And again, I totally get where she's coming from. But she just couldn't wrap her mind around the bullshit that comes with violent levels of fucking racism. Again, it hasn't touched her the way it's touched me. So I, I give her a pass. Right. And it's just. Again, I, I'm giving this lady a whole bunch of latitude. And again, it'd be like. I'm sure there's something about pregnancy and delivery that I just don't know. One, I've never had a kid. And two, even if I do have a kid, I I didn't grow the fucker, right? And that fucker grew inside of someone else's belly, came out of someone else's vagina. And so if she told me something just shocking about pregnancy and delivery, I'm like, oh, holy shit, I didn't know that. I got to write that down. And so she doesn't have the same view on life as I do. So I'm cutting her a lot of latitude but again, it was just this, there's no fucking way that this is actually happening. And again, I and, I, and she said kind of one of the old um, pretty much catchphrases that, you know, it, it, that's always in some other town, some small town. And I had to break it to her that, no, no, this stuff is where my dad's from. It's not a small town. It, it's a kind of a big one, right? And also... That, again, and I've said this before in other podcasts, racism always seems to be someone else's problem. 
right? It's never the kids in your house. Nope. It's always the other high school across town. It's never yours, is it? Right? It's always, it, is, it can't be in Austin, Texas, can it? Nope. That's big. It's, it's, it's a fledgling metropolitan city. It's always some small town in some backwater fucking Mississippi. Right? We always push it off on someone else. And I remember she was saying, as the conversation was trailing off, about how, um, oh, well, it's a good thing that stuff did. I, I was so long ago, right? She was talking about it like it was the year 1319, right? There, there's no way that stuff happens now. I, I'm so, that's so far in the past. Gang, do y'all remember Gerald, Texas? Do you guys remember fucking, was, no, Jasper. Jasper, Texas. Gerald was where the uh, tornado hit. Jasper, Texas. Jasper, Texas is about a 70-minute drive from my front doorstep. Near 1999. There were iPhones back then, gang. Yeah, there were. We had technology, laptops, the internet. This wasn't in the year 1644. No. In 1999, Jasper, Texas, James Bird, because she was like, there's no way, you know, hanging happens nowadays. If you don't know what happened then, I'm going to tell you right now, and I'm going to get graphic. James Bird was a black dude. Four white dudes came, beat the shit out of him, and they put a chain around his neck. You know what they did with the other side of that chain? They put it on the hitch of a four-door pickup truck. They drove that pickup truck not until he was dead. Nope. That would have been way too kind. They drove that truck until his head separated from his body. They were screaming yeehaw the whole fucking time. This wasn't 500 years ago. She was having kids when this was happening. I was a professional. I had a full-time job when this was happening. I'm Generation X. So is she. Again, this isn't someone else's problem. This isn't from the fucking past. And again, she just didn't understand. And I'm going to keep saying it. I love this lady. But she could not understand Again, how you wrap your mind around doing that. And I kept trying to tell her because the black victims are not seen as human. Now, gang, I'm really about to get graphic. So if you got a weak stomach, step away for about 90 seconds to two minutes. Now, when you lynched a black person, especially when my dad was cutting them down, this isn't the gallows, gang. Because what happens when you drop from the gallows, that's about a 10 to 12 foot drop. Your neck snaps immediately, more times than not. Now, the physical reactions, they still happen. But the good thing is you're disconnected from it. You're, 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 you're checked out. You're dead for the most part, right? Not when my dad was cutting black people off of trees. Let me tell you how this works. You were on a chair or a stool of some kind, right? They put, They bound your hands. They bound your arms. They put the noose around your neck and then they moved that stool. They moved that chair. So at most you're talking about a six inch drop. Injury to your neck wise, you probably sprained your neck. If they cut you down right there, you're going to be sore for weeks. But they kept you there. They watched you as you slowly choked to fucking death. You shit on yourself when that happens. You ejaculate. You piss on yourself 
and they stood there and they would watch it. Remember those public uh, hangings, those public lynchings of our Native American brothers and sisters and my people? Gang, they went to those things the way that my dad used to take his family to a fucking baseball game. No, this isn't just 1777, the wild, wild west. You couldn't be more wrong. There were cameras back in those days when they were doing this shit. And there'd be families in their Sunday best watching black people be hung from the neck until dead. Then they would take a picture and they would put it in the newspaper the next day. Do you know how many arrests were made from those pictures? Not a single fucking one. When you can take your six-year-old kids to go watch a black person hang, it's because you don't see a human. And that's what I think my friend was just missing out on. She just couldn't wrap her mind around that level of fucking brutality. And in great many ways, I'm glad she can't uh, see that because that's a shitty thing to have on your shoulders. And that's just me. My dad will go to his grave with those fucking memories. So, again, it's just kind of what we talked about today. And, again, I love this lady. I really, really do. But she just couldn't see it. And, again, part of me, I'm happy that she can't. She will probably live a happier life not having this shit running around in her head. Well, that was upbringing. That was lovely, wasn't it? Fuck me. We're going to change gears. And there's only one way to change gears in this show. You know how we do it. Hold on. You know what time it is. Mm, Delicious. Gin and truth. Let's go. Moving on. Truth be told, gang, this is my third attempt at recording this. My laptop is fucking up. So I'm I'm hoping y'all are getting this. I'm hoping this one takes. Because if not, I'm not doing shit for the rest of the day. But here we go. Take three. Okay, the next one. Gang, I I mentioned briefly about that uh, YouTube channel, Jubilee. It it is entertaining as shit. I love it. And uh, the the series on that uh, thing that I love the most It's either the spectrum or it's do all blank think alike. Now, when you say blank, just pick your demographic, throw it in there. And there's six of them and they ask them, you know, all the same questions on the far left. It's they've sectioned the room off because everyone starts in the middle on the far left. It's I strongly disagree. And it's, you know, I disagree. I somewhat disagree. Smack dab is on the middle. I was on uh, neutral in the middle. And then on the far right, of course, I strongly agree. You know the drill, right? And I, I've seen ones like, do all porn stars think alike? Uh, do all little people think alike? And the one that I could not make it all the way through was, do all suicide survivors think alike? It's an incredible fucking series. And this morning, the ones that were playing, uh, the one I'm going to talk about right now is, do all white people think alike? I had to click on that one. It's like, fuck autoplay. I'm interested. And the questions were very, very interesting. And the answers were also equally interesting. Shock, surprise. I didn't agree with a lot of the shit they had to say, but they were being real. And the, some of the questions were, you know, do white people have a culture? And trying to remember, uh, you know, can white people experience reverse racism? But the one that got me, It was, and it was something along the lines of, 
you know, white people with the word nigger. Of course, they didn't say the word nigger. They said the N-word. But I think it was like, you know, should white people say it while they sing along to rap songs or something like that? Okay. Gang, some of their answers I really, really dug. uh, Because the majority of them were on strongly disagree that you shouldn't say it. Then there were the stragglers. Let me tell you something, gang, because I've been having this discussion for way too fucking long. It is the information age. I can find your average fucking fifth grader. They're, I don't give a fuck what excuses, and I've heard some humdingers. Everyone knows the weight that is carried with the word nigger. There's not a single one of you listening, and you don't know if you know someone who does not know how explosive and controversial that word can be, it's because they are in utero. Everyone knows what the word nigger means, and everyone knows what it's attached to. Stop fucking around. And so at this stage of the game, this conversation of, well, why can't I say the word nigger? People who are dumb enough to ask that question, again, in 2021, you are not looking for clarification. You are looking for permission. So if that's what you want, Uncle Bobby's going to give it to you. Now, I did a little bit of research before we did this show, and I looked up all the benefits of white people using the word nigger. Here go just a few of them. It makes your bones stronger. It makes your teeth whiter. You become impervious to 17 different varieties of cancer. There's no downside for you saying the word nigger. Knock yourself out. Literally, knock yourself out. But here's the thing. Two of my Caucasoidal brothers and sisters from the island of Caucasus. I do not care what you do. Every action carries a five minutes after. So the question is, can you handle all the possible outcomes of the five minutes after? Now, if you're lucky, nothing happens to you. You may get scolded. Or your monkey ass may be the next YouTube sensation as you get put to sleep by a can of twisted tea. Right? Now, more to the point with the music, again, because one of the people, the white people on this show said, again, well, maybe black people should stop saying it. Then maybe we'll stop saying it. I wanted to reach through that fucking screen and choke that person in front of fucking Jesus. Again, that's just a stupid thing to say. Again, I, I love it. How again, the word nigger has been the insult de jour since the early 1700s. And apparently it was never a problem, never a controversy until NWA put that shit on wax. Who knew? <laughs> right? And so it's like the whole, well, maybe if they stop saying it, we can stop saying it. Maybe just take some fucking personal responsibility. Not a single person in that conversation was not aware how bad the word nigger is. Now, when I used to get into this conversation with people, this is what I would tell them. I don't get in that conversation anymore. I literally now say, knock yourself out. Go ahead. Do it. I can't stop you. 
But gang, membership has its privileges. It just does. Right? I have been called nigger. I, I literally cannot remember. This year is an exception so far, mainly probably because of fucking COVID. But do you guys know that I've never gone <clears throat> 365 days without a white person racially insulting me? Colored, nigger, you talk well, you don't act black. I've earned my fucking stripes. I'm a member of the fucking club, a card-carrying member at that. So you want to know why it is I can go up to a black and say, hey, what's up, nigs? He'll give me a high five. You do it, you're going to get punched in the fucking face. You're not a part of the club. But the thing that I would tell people, and I'm thinking about a very dear friend of mine. As usual, we're going to call her Joanne. Joanne Jones. Her husband is Jim. I've been this lady's friend for 22 years. We are close. We have never kissed. We've never touched each other inappropriately. We've never seen each other naked. We've never had sex. Never. We go on multiple friend dates, and her husband is well aware. I have both of their numbers in my phone right now. I can call them. Now, I think that she is absolutely positively gorgeous. I do. Hashtag she's a redhead. You guys shouldn't be shocked. But Joanne is very good looking with a very nice body. Now, if I went up to her husband, Jim, and was like, yo, I want to fuck your wife. Now, assuming he does not reach for a pistol and blow my dick off with it with a fucking point blank range shot. Say he's playing along with the game. He's like, yeah, Robert. Yeah, she's my wife. You don't get to fuck her. Only I do. Well, I I don't understand, Jim. I mean, it's kind of a conflicting message. I mean, if you fuck her, it's called sex. If I fuck her, it's called an affair. That's that's just a double standard. I don't understand. Robert, we have a monogamous relationship. Stop asking. But no, I mean, maybe you should stop having sex with her. I mean, that sends out such a conflicting message. You see where I'm coming from? Jim has earned the right. They've got a fucking monogamous relationship. They are exclusive members of that club. And their arrangement is he could only park his car in her garage. Her part of the arrangement is the only car that's allowed to get parked in her garage is his. Now, not that I've ever asked Jim to have sex with his wife. But if I did and I just kept going and I, I don't understand, it's such a conflicting. I mean, again, you get to have sex with it. Again, I am not asking for clarification after a certain point. I'm asking for permission to fuck his wife. And when he finally gets insulted and punches me in the fucking esophagus, every single last one of you are going to say, well, Rob, you shouldn't have asked to fuck his wife. But yet people still make fucking excuses for people who call black people niggers and get punched the fuck out. Blame it on mental illness. They're not mentally ill. Again, I've been in those facilities. In those 90 days, I never once heard a fucking racial slur. And so again, the music. Stop blaming the fucking music for you using the word nigger. You're using the word nigger because you want to. Right? Again, 
if it wasn't a problem for 300 years, and then again, 1985, you heard fuck the police and straight out of Compton, and all of a sudden, oh, I just can't stop calling black people niggers. What? No, that's not on us, Jack. That's on you. And so again, it was just an interesting, interesting conversation that I just had to talk about. But gang, like I said, this is my third fucking attempt at today's show. God damn it. And we are going to have some fucking fun today. <laughs> but gang, I'm pushing up on the 29-minute mark. Again, again. You know the drill. Say it with me. I'm going to freshen up. What? Look, I'm, I'm so frustrated from the other shows. I'm fucking up my own script. The weasel is about to be drained. I'm about to freshen up. It's delicious motherfucking Hendrix. Now I'm going to come back for part two of Gin and Truth. Let's go. Gin and Truth. Let's go. Gin and Truth, yeah. Gin and Truth. Let's go. Gin All right, I'm black. All right, so that last uh, take took. So I I am coming down from weapons grade angry to just regular kind of slightly pissed off. But gang, back to this Jubilee shit. <laughs> I really like this uh, program. And again, I, I just hit on the whole do all white people think the same. Now, the next one I know shocking was do all black people think the same you know i'm gonna be interested in that are you fucking kidding me <laughs> and gang there are times i i love being fucking black i really do i love it and my love for being black starts at a fucking 10 out of possible 10 then there's some days where I'm at a 99, and this was one of them. Because to see my people just having so much fun with some of these fucked up ass questions. But here's the thing, gang. They were all young as shit. They need to get some cranky middle-aged Negroes in there. We'll, we'll bring some real fucking uh, answers. But I, I thought I would play along and answer some of these fucking questions. I loved them. I absolutely <laughs> loved them. But the first one up, again, they, they, there had to have been a waiver. Because if, you, if, if a random white person asked me this, I'd probably stab him with a fucking pencil. Like John Wick <laughs> with a fucking pencil. But the first one up, do I actually enjoy fried chicken? All right, so some of these questions are not as black and white as they make themselves out to be. So on its face, yeah, of course. I'm a black dude from the fucking South. Fried chicken is delicious. <laughs> Fuck me. But here's the thing, gang. I have eaten more fried chicken in the first 15 years of my life than what most counties can count times 10. That is all I ever had growing up. Now, I don't think this is unique to us Negroidal people. But if you're my age, especially from the South, you got to know the rule. Whatever your daddy did, that's what the whole fucking family did. Right? You young ones today, you got no fucking clue how easy you got it. There were no TVs in any other room but the living room when I was a kid. 
Y'all remember that big wooden fucking TV? It was enormous, but the screen was only like, what, 15, 16 inches? Fucking it, it weighed a metric ton. So you know what I grew up watching? Gunsmoke, Rawhide, The Lone Ranger, Wild Wild West, Branded, all that shit, right? And, and so it's just whatever your daddy watched, that's what you fucking watched. Also, whatever your daddy wanted to eat, that's what you ate, right? Now, here's the thing. Uh, growing up, for us, Fridays were called restaurant nights, right? Mom was too tired to cook. It's the end of the week. Fuck it. And so the kids were like, oh, what about pizza, <laughs> right? Like a kid's supposed to. And more times than not, my dad would trump what we would say, the kids, and be like, fuck it, I want fried chicken. Now, especially in Texas, churches fried fucking chicken. Gang, I have had more churches fried chicken than what I'm willing to think about. I won't eat it to this day. I just won't fucking do it. Nope. (laughs) You can't pay me money. But the other thing was, even if it wasn't restaurant night, yeah, again, if you're about my age, do you guys remember how cheap whole fryer chickens were literally up until the late 90s? When I was a kid, you can go get a fryer chicken for maybe two bucks. And y'all know good and goddamn well what you cook it in. Everyone had that fucking old coffee cup, a uh, coffee can on the back of the stove with all the bacon drippings, all the fat drippings. And that the shelf life on that, nobody knows. I, I'm quite sure, especially in Mama's house, you, what she fried that 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 grease was probably from when the slaves landed in fucking 1619. Are you fucking kidding me? But it was delicious. And so, again, I didn't grow up with money. None of us did. And so, again, you most of the sides you grew, right? Greens, corn, vegetables. You didn't go to the store for that shit, right? And so, but you went to the store for your protein sometimes if you didn't kill it yourself. And, yes, I've seen a chicken's uh, neck rung in front of me. Hashtag the first time was traumatic. But you go to the store with a couple of bucks, Jack, you got a whole fryer chicken. Now you, you break that shit down. There's meals for two days. Right? So again, long story short, I've eaten so much fried chicken. Do I like it? Yeah. Well, I eat it sparingly. And one more answer on the fried chicken. Gang, I still have a problem with stereotypes. I do. I do. I cannot stand them. And there's a handful of my Caucasoidal brothers and sisters that I will eat fried chicken in front of. But I do not like that look. I will not eat fried chicken in front of white people. I will not uh, drink red soda. And I will not eat watermelon. Nope. You you can't make me do it. I know that's my own personal fucking issue. And hashtag I don't care. I'm still not going to do it. So do I like fried chicken? Yes. Will I eat it? Sparingly. (laughs) Sparingly. All right, so the next question up. Is there anything wrong with white people wearing dreads? Again, on its face, I'm going to tell you that answer is no. I I really don't. I I I can't sit here and tell you that black people own that hairstyle. Right? Just like the whole nigger controversy. I remember saying this on Twitter last year. I, 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 I searched in my wallet in vain for the nigger LLC card. We don't own that word because someone said that. Jim was like, yeah, you're right. We don't. 
Like I said, say it all you want, but there's going to be a five minutes after. So same thing with dreads. I'm not going to sit here and tell you. Yes, you are more likely to see dreads on someone who looks like me versus someone who looks like fucking Troy Aikman or Drew Brees. If Drew Brees can grow hair. Hashtag I'm going to miss Drew Brees. So, no, it's not ours to own. And so on its face, no, I, I don't really care if a white person uh, has dreads. But here's my here's my asterisk. Here's my exception to that rule. And I remember having this argument when I was a kid because this is when I started hearing this bullshit about, oh, man, that white, he's way blacker than you. Okay. On top of that being just fucking a stupid thing to say, it's also insulting. And I remember saying this as a kid. And here's the thing about your little fucking stupid metric on what is and is not black. I can't take this off. Again, to, to quote noted historian and philosopher D.L. Hughley, everyone wants to be a nigga until the cops show up. Right? So if this shit were to ever hit the fan and Chad, who likes to act like Tyrone, let this shit hit the fan. He will slip right back into white boy mode, right? So, again, if if dreads is who you are, then wear it. Again, not, not, not like you need my fucking permission. And no, my culture does not own that hairstyle. But if that's your actual flavor, why, why would I fucking stop you from doing it? Again, if that's who you really are. Again, I know some people who, again, I hate this term, but y'all know where I'm coming from when I say it. The people who sound, quote unquote, black. That's just the flavor they got in their voice, right? Where they're from, they're usually from the fucking South. And again, as long as, I guess my point is, if it's not an act, because again, it's like the whole George Floyd shit. People, oh, Robert, I'm on your side. No, you're not. Shut the fuck up. It's just fashionable. Come to me in two, three years. Again, when this country moved on to another tragedy, I still got to be black. My problems haven't gone away. <clears throat> so again, dreads, name all that shit. If that's who my white brothers and sisters actually are, I'm not going to tell them you can't do it. I'm not going to say that's not your actual flavor. So no, am, am I upset when I see a white boy? Normally it's a white dude wearing dreads. No. I remember seeing a video on that shit and he, one white dude, it was a college boy and he got his ass hemmed up and I can't lie. If I was there, if I was going to school at that exact same time, I would have pulled the black people off of him. What the fuck are you doing? Well, he's wearing our hairstyle. No, he's not. That's his. Again, if that is your actual flavor, knock yourself out. And also, I just got too much other shit to worry about on what it is you do with your own fucking scalp. I don't care. But that was a good one. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie. Uh, th th this one was fun. This one got a lot of good, re good reactions. And for me, unlike the other two, this one is black and white. All pun intended. Is Kanye West ever getting invited back to the fucking cookout? Gang, do I really have to answer that? D can y'all not read my mind? Fuck no. Kanye West will never, at least not a handwritten invitation from me, but some of my brothers and sisters defended him saying he was an artist. I don't give a fuck. 
Let me tell you why. One, I've always disliked Kanye West. And I liked disliked him before it was fashionable. I've always thought he had an incredibly punchable face. I really did. But what really got me to dislike Kanye West was Hurricane Katrina. Now, my, my family was 90 minutes away. We, we all made it out. So on that front, I am lucky. But gang, that was some next level stress. I mean, it was fucking terrible. And I remember, uh, I don't know if I've told you guys this story, but it was the first time where the kid becomes the parent. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, it's because you haven't gone through it. There comes a point in time in every relationship where at least once the kid becomes the parent in the relationship. Now, I still had a cousin who was missing because, of course, everyone had to check in. Right. Dooley. Check. Paula. Check. Reggie. Check. Zane. Check. Everyone was checking in. Right. Ray was the only one of the uh, cousins who hadn't checked in. Ray's one of my second cousins. My mom was losing her shit one night over the phone. And I had to raise my voice. I was like, Mom, you got to stop. All these tears all the doomsday scenarios floating in your head right now, they are not helping our family. They're not helping Ray one fucking ounce. You got to calm down. And gang, I stayed on the phone all night with my mom. That was a hard day for me. The next day at work, and I, I, I am meatloaf. I am emotional and mental meatloaf walking into work, gang. The first person on my schedule... I have just enough wherewithal to say good morning. My eyes are bloodshot. It was fucking awful, right? Well, here's the thing. The first person up, I'll never forget it. She broke the silence by saying, Robert, I know I shouldn't say this, but. I was like, oh, this isn't going to be good. (laughs) And she said, Robert, I believe that God sent the hurricane to New Orleans to punish the wicked for a homosexuality. I told that bitch to get the fuck out. Hurricane Katrina sucked for me. This was not a news story. This was real-time shit. Now, America went from blaming each other, hating each other, to finally like, hey, maybe we should help the citizens of New Orleans first. And y'all remember that big, all the stars, comedians, actors, songwriters, song singers, Everyone got together to to raise money for New Orleans. Then they put the cameras monkey ass on. Everyone, hey, look, reach in your pocket. If you got a dollar, if you got a dime, if you can spare a hundred, do this. I'm going to put on a concert next week. Let's come together and save New Orleans. Then they put the fucking camera on fucking Kanye West. Y'all remember what he said? It is clear George Bush does not like black people. Then they cut the fucking camera to Chris Tucker, who obviously wasn't his turn. He's like, oh, uh, uh, give money. Dude, that was not the time for that bullshit. Even if George Bush was a Klansman, the most important people in that story were the citizens of New Orleans. Not your stupid one-man grudge against George Bush. 
So that's what's kind of started my hatred of Kanye West. And gang, I don't give a shit. I know everyone wants to give him a pass because he's mentally ill. Apparently, he and I share the same uh, disorder. And you know what? I don't give a fuck. Because he is very calculated when he says what he says. It's always at or around the time he's got an album that needs to drop. He needs to push some more shoes. Because again, and it's a horrible saying, but I'm going to say it. I know I shouldn't say this, but Robert, shut the fuck up. But the old saying, and if you've ever been in media like I've been, as long as you don't get caught with a live boy or a dead girl, there's no such thing as bad publicity. So as long as we continue to say the name Kanye West, it's only benefiting Kanye fucking West. To, to say that slavery was a choice. And then the people that were defending him saying, well, he was artistic. What he was trying to do. Like, no, 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 no. He said slavery was a choice. I don't know how to tell you this fuckface Kanye West. It wasn't. It actually wasn't. <laughs> Right? To, to say, was it Harriet Tubman? He, he, he denigrated her achievements, uh, saying that she was taking slaves from one plantation pretty much to another. Like she was some fucking slavery temp agency. Everything he does is calculated. I don't believe this. Do I think he's mentally ill? I don't get to make that call, but apparently he is. And like I said, like I said, gang, I have spent time in those facilities. No one said anything half as fucked up. You, you are infinitely more likely to damage yourself. Not, not to say stupid shit. You're more likely to damage relationships. My, my friend that I was telling you about, uh, the good looking redhead, uh, when I was going nuts, I all but put a nuke in our relationship, and she still took me back. That's more of a sign of something going wrong with your wiring upstairs. But never once did I get up there and say something fucked up like, rape uh, survivors deserved it. Did you see your skirt? Oh, you can't get mad at me. I've got bipolar. No, I shut the fuck up. So, no, is Kanye West ever getting an invitation from me? To come back to the cookout? Hell no. Nah. As far as I'm concerned, Jack, he has sold the fuck out. He has been corrupted. Any cookout he goes to, he's going to be the one black person that sprinkles raisins in the potato salad. I said it before about the Kuntris. Kanye West will be the one that sits at the fucking spade table. And with my luck, he's going to be my fucking partner. He's going to look at his hand. He's going to have the high and the low joker. He's going to have the king of spade, the ace of spade, the deuce of spade, a 10, and his monkey ass is going to bid two. So no, he does not get an invitation to the fucking cookout. Not from me. Nope. All right, the next one. Well, that was lovely. That actually felt good to bash Kanye West. And because it felt good to bash Kanye West, hold on, you know what time it is. Mm, delicious. Gin and truth. Let's go. The next one up. Do police target black people? Now, this one is another one of the black and white answers. 
100 or zero? Yeah, of course they do. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Now, again, I, I, I've said it once, gang. I've said it a million times. I do not think all cops are bad, and I still believe that. But again, their foundation, you can't deny it. The original intent of the fucking police force was to round up slaves. And it is hard to separate the organization today from its foundations. Now, the reason why I say that is because of this. The way that blacks have been and continue to be portrayed in the media, movies, TV shows, the music, everything. Yes, it's gotten better, but it's not enough. It just honestly isn't. And I remember hearing a a talk from Jesse Jackson, a very famous line. He knew this shit was fucked up when he heard that there were, he could tell there were like five or six people behind him. And when he turned around, he breathed a sigh of relief when he realized it was five white people and not five black people. We are taught to hate our own fucking selves. We are. And it's one thing if you're a garbage collector and that's your influence. But gang, when you carry that bias, that ingrained hatred to work every day and you have access to pistols and tasers and shotguns and batons and handcuffs, it it, it is way worse. And again, yes, you can show me the opposite. But again, the numbers are on my side. And I just showed my big sister the video that I was talking about last year during the George Floyd arrest. Again, George Floyd was murdered on the suspicion of having a $20 bill. And I showed my sister the video of Jerry. Y'all remember me talking about Jerry last year? Stop, Jerry, stop. His wife's in the background filming the whole thing. Jerry hits the female cop with the stone cold stunner, drops her monkey ass right there on the spot. Then takes the male cop after trying to wrestle for his gun. He can't get the fucking gun out of the guy's holster. He hits his ass with the fucking people's elbow. Then he takes the baton out of the female officer's hands, beats the shit out of her, beats the shit out of him, gets in their police cop car, not his, and rolls off. The whole time, what do we hear? Stop, Jerry, stop. Right, y'all remember that? There was this one video, and all I could think was that fucking, like, Benny Hill music. White dude was butt-ass naked. Him the cop up against the car is punching him with like five other cops. And I guess they don't want the dude's dick sweat on him. So they run away when he turns around and runs at them. Seriously, it was fucking ridiculous. And then you got Philando Castile doing exactly what he's being told to do by the fucking cops. And they literally empty six shots into his fucking rib cage. Don't make me turn this show into another fucking laundry list of black people who are done run by the cops. So are we targeted? That answer is yes. And again, these these cops will probably tell you, just like I told that, that they're not racist. 
And even if, quote unquote, they are not, they are acting on an implicit, on an, uh, did I say it right, implicit bias. It's been ingrained. Again, that's why you got the Benny Hill music with butt naked white dude. And fucking you got a black dude just two hours north of me eating fucking fruity pebbles after smoking a joint in his own house. Both of them, John, will never see the light of day because fuckface Amber Geiger goes in there and shoots him in his chest. And it was actually a debate, right? So, yeah, again, long story short, fuck yeah, of course. Of course. They are taught to target black people, whether they realize it or not. Next up, do I act differently around the people in my life who are not black? Now, For the most part, that answer is no. I'm the exact same person to Simon as I am to Kenneth. Simon is white. Kenneth is black. I'm the exact same fucking person. I like who I am. Yeah, I've got some faults. I'm willing to take feedback on the ones that I don't realize are faults. But for the most part, yeah, I I like myself. I'm the only me I'll ever have. Hashtag one reason why I'm not a Christian. I've got self-esteem, even my biggest character flaw. I still don't think I'm worth an eternity in fucking hell. But no, I I, I like myself. I'm not going to change just because we don't have the same amount of fucking melanin in our skin. But this is one of those answers, gang, (laughs) that, uh, again, there's kind of a gray area. Again, I told you, I do not like stereotypes. I don't. Now, again, I'm Generation X. And there was a reason why I didn't do a lot of dancing when I was a kid. Now I do it all the time when I get the chance, right? But I was a kid when, like, the kid in play and all that stuff, and someone would do a fucking backflip, then drop into the full splits, and then their shoulders would go limp. Then they would act like there's a rope on their neck or on the top of their head, I shouldn't have said that, and pick themselves, right? Very athletic and acrobatic style of dance. Gang, I bullshit you not. On more than one occasion during my childhood, when I was a teenager, late teen during those days, where there'd be a white person who I've never met. And again, they don't know me from Adam. They don't ask me, what do I think about NATO? Hey, do I think uh, George Bush kicking up the first Gulf War? What are my thoughts on that? I didn't get those questions. Hey, have you read any of the great classics? What do you think about war and peace? Nope, I didn't get asked that question. You know what I got asked more than once during that time, gang? Hey, can you dance like that? It's like, what? What what kind of raggedy-ass question is that? I hated that shit because it feeds into a fucking stereotype for the exact same reason why I don't eat fried chicken in front of my caucasoidal brothers and sisters was the exact same reason I didn't enjoy dancing. And I remember going on a recruiting trip. Now, gang, this was the whitest place I have ever fucking seen. I actually took a recruiting trip to Brigham Young University. Some of y'all are like, what the fuck were you thinking? You got to remember, this was the 90s, the early 90s. You could not have a top 25 talk without legitimately talking about Brigham Young. They were putting linebackers in the fucking NFL left and right back in those days. They were right up there with Penn State. And so I went. And it was a regular recruiting visit. 
They try to get you drunk. I wasn't drinking back in those days. They try to get you laid. By the way, those were the easiest girls of all my recruiting trip. The reason why I didn't do anything, because each one said the same thing. I was like, are you trying to kill the mood? It's like, oh, I'll fuck you, but we have to do it now. Because I have to go to Temple in the morning. It's like, I don't want that shit on my, I'll just jerk off when I get back to the room. Don't worry. <laughs> right? But I, they took me to a nightclub. And gang, I will never forget. I will never forget. I walk into that fucking nightclub. Again, this is the 90s. That incredibly athletic and acrobatic style of dance. And as I walk in, I bullshit you not. It got quieter and quieter and quieter. I was the only black dude in the fucking club. The dance floor just kind of split like Moses in the Red Sea. And they all just looked at me, just waiting for me to do a fucking three and a half flip with a somersault and a twist, land on one hand and spin on. I turned around and I walked the fuck out. I did. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? You wanted to put a little red hat and a fucking monkey grinder. Fuck you. Are you kidding me? <laughs> so no. But look here, gang. I got one more dance story before I move the fuck onto another question. But I'm pressing up on the 29-minute mark. You know the drill. Say it with me. These long shows are becoming a habit. The weasel is about to be drained. I'm definitely going to freshen up this delicious motherfucking Hendrix. And I'll be back for part three of Gin and Truth. Let's go. All right, I'm black. All right, so the second part recorded. Maybe the uh, podcasting gods are on my side. So we're going to keep this thing going. All right, so the dancing portion again. Do I act differently around my Caucasoidal brothers and sisters than I do my Negroidal? For the most part, no. But again, some of these things just aren't black and white answers. Now, one more story about the dancing portion because I still find it funny. Again, I didn't do a lot of it when I was younger because you'd get stereotyped. They were expecting it. It was dance, monkey, dance. And I fucking hated it. But someone from work invited me to her daughter's wedding. Now, I hate fucking weddings. I've always hated weddings. I hate weddings as an atheist. I hated them as Christians. I just find them incredibly boring. The only reason why I showed up to my own wedding, I heard it was a fucking requirement. It's like, ah, shit, I guess I got to do this, right? And so it's like, Robin, I really want you to be there. It's like, look, I I love this shit out of you, and I've watched your kid grow up. I I really appreciate the invitation. But the last thing you need is my cranky ass sitting there just kind of tapping my foot, looking at my watch and sighing loudly. And they were Catholics, which means if the wedding started around 4 p.m., you'd be done around next fucking Tuesday. Right. And I was like, it's just not my jam. So but but I think, you know, tell me when and where and I'll just send a very nice gift. Right. Y'all, this bitch proceeded to hit me where it hurts because she said, Robert, and she wasn't lying. <laughs> Well, I actually just bought three man-sized handles of Hendrix, and I told the bartender 
This is for Robert Reed only. Don't let anyone else drink it. Can y'all know what my fucking response was? Oh, what time's the ceremony? My monkey ass showed up. <laughs> I'm a whore for fucking Hendrix. I can't believe I bid on that. But she wasn't lying. The wedding was actually beautiful. The reception was fun. I- I'm not going to lie. And the Hendrix was delicious. And because I said Hendrix is delicious, hold on, you know what time it is. Mm, delicious. Gin and truth. Let's go. Now, this kid is not my age. She was in her 20s when she got married. I was in my 40s when this happened. Now, her parents did a good job. Gang, there was not a band, but there was the world's greatest fucking DJ. And this fucker proceeded to spin nothing but fucking Motown hits and joints from the fucking 1970s. Now, gang, I'm not going to lie. I danced my monkey ass off all night long, and I did not give a shit who was watching. So me and my friend went. Michaela, I love me some fucking Michaela. And so what? it was a hot, it was like, it was a summer wedding. Now, I only know this because a friend of mine is an event planner. Gang, if you have an event at 6 p.m., Starting at like 6 a.m., you shut all the doors, you shut all the windows, you draw all the shades, and you literally freeze that room out. If the lowest the AC goes is zero, you put it at negative one. The reason being, once the event starts, the doors are going to open and close, open and close, open and close. Now, this is Austin, Texas. It is hot starting like in fucking February, late February. Unless it was this year. Hashtag fuck Ted Cruz. We froze our nuts off, Ted. But it was like June, July. And gang, I went back because it was a Catholic wedding. So you got the reception after the wedding. But there's like a three-hour block of time because of pictures, right? And so me and Michaela went back to her place. And I was sweating like a runaway slave. And her dad's a big dude like me. And I was like, look, there's no way I can wear this fucking monkey outfit for I'll sweat. It'll be fucking disgusting. And so she gave me a shirt that was her father's. It was a Star Wars shirt, gang. (laughs) And while me and we go back and the moment they hit that shit, we started dancing all night long. Now, the reason why I bring up the shirt is because everyone else was sweating. And it was like, oh, man, I so want to change, but my wife wouldn't let me. Gang, that's one phrase I will never let anyone say ever the fuck again. Right? I was like, oh, I want to get a tattoo, but my wife won't let me. Now, fuck that. I'm a grown-ass man. The only person who's not going to let me do shit is going to be me. But hey, long story, we danced all night long, and I did not give two shits. Who fucking saw me? Are you kidding me? So there's an exception to every rule. But do I act differently around my caucasoidal brothers and sisters as I do my black family? No. I am who I fucking am. And like every kid, I had my ups and downs until I realized, hey, yo, this is the only me I will ever have. And if you have a problem with it, then you just don't like me. And that's okay. There are 8 billion-ish people on the fucking planet. Go get yourself another black friend. Fuck you. All right, moving on to the last question. Am I proud to be black? Do we really have to have this conversation? 
Do you guys not know the answer to that one right fucking now? Of course I am. <laughs> like I said, gang, it, it may not be all that I am, but it is a big part of who I am. I love being black. And I hope my black brothers and sisters love being fucking black. Okay, we're about to switch gears just a little bit. And I'm going to go a little bit faster on the next ones. But we're about to switch gears. And you know how we switch gears in this show. Hold on, you know what time it is. Mm, Delicious. Gin and truth. So the last one that I saw today was still, do all think alike. And this one were atheists. Again, how fucking weird is that? The first one was, you know, do all black people think alike? And the second one was, do all atheists think alike? We just killed two birds with one fucking stone. I just so happen to be both. So the first one up for the atheist was, am I open to supernatural, excuse me, and spiritual ideas? I don't even know what the fuck that means. Because here's the thing. One, I still don't get, I still don't know what spiritual is. I don't. It is such a nebulous term because what uh, spiritual means for these 25 people doesn't mean it for these 75 people. There's no real definition of spiritual. So when people say, oh, I'm, I'm, you know, not religious, I'm spiritual, I just kind of shrug. I'm like, all right, because I don't know what that means. And I have an issue with the definition of supernatural Because here's the thing, if it happens in, you know, reality, then it's natural, right? It may be rare, but if it is a measurable event that happens in real time, it's not supernatural. It's natural. Again, it may be rare. Again, a dead Jew coming back to life, I don't buy it. Like I said, I think that story is sitting on some bullshit. I, I'm not picking up what you're putting down. But if you prove it, I will say okay. And it no longer becomes supernatural. It became natural. Again, it may be rare, but it's not supernatural. So again, I, I don't even know what those words mean, to be honest with you. So that's kind of my answer on the first one. The second one is praying a waste of time. Now, On its face, I'm going to tell you, fuck yeah, it is. Right? If you are praying for cancer to go away, I think you're going to be disappointed on your fucking answer. I really do think that. Uh, At least for this atheist, Christian brothers and sisters, the only thing I see when when someone says I'm praying is I'm going to sit in a room, one, talk to myself, two, not do a fucking thing. Right. When someone finds out what the fuck was that? Okay. When when someone finds out you're going through a hard time and uh, I'm going to pray for you. Again, all I hear is, Robert, I'm going to sit across town and I'm not going to do a fucking thing to help. And you're not obligated to. But just don't rub it in my fucking face. Right. Because that's all I hear when you when you continuously say, I'm praying for you. I'm praying for you. I'm praying for you. But uh The reason why it's not across the board, you know, waste of time, because I do know it can make people feel better. Right. And especially in shitty situations, sickness, your attitude actually helps. It really does. 
And so if it makes you feel good, again, I'm not here to take anything away from someone that they're not already ready to give up. That's on you guys. I'm not in that business. I never have been and I never will be. So if praying makes you feel good, again, you don't need my permission, but knock yourself out. But if you are relying on supernatural interventions to deal with real world situations, I really think you're going to be fucking disappointed. I do. I do. The third one was I grew up religious. Yeah, I'm a black dude from the fucking South. That wasn't even an option, Jack. Like I've said before in other podcasts, you had two options when it came to going to church. You can go to church right fucking now or you can go to church right fucking now. And this is why I think I speak for a lot of us uh, atheists when people, you know, tell it, want to quote us the Bible or tell us some biblical. It's like, do you not think I didn't hear that shit already? Again, I, I challenge, I, I will put, I will line up 10 atheists and 10 Christians. And I guarantee you the 10 atheists still know the Bible better than the 10 practicing Christians do. The reason why we're atheists is because we studied the fucking Bible. So yeah, yeah did I grow up religious? Yeah, of course I did. Are you shit me? The next question was, would the world be better without religion? Yeah, on its face, yeah, I do. I really do think that. First and foremost, at least with Christianity, again, you would not raise your children like this. You wouldn't. And if you did, we would call you a shitty parent, minimum. And if you took it all the way, CPS would snatch your fucking kids away and you'd go to jail. You don't love your children so much that you fucking murder them. That's called murder. Remember you pro-life people? Shut the fuck up. But if it's not even that far, again, it's simply telling people that you ain't shit. That is no way to base a proper worldview, in my opinion. Oh, Robert, what objective means you? Shut the fuck up. Again, all you guys do is make fucking excuses. But the reason why that's not in all the way, no, because again, I know it makes people feel better. And if something makes you smile that is not harming somebody else, knock yourself out. And again, like I I just actually just sent out a video about my main man, Joseph motherfucking Nola. His version of Jesus seems to make him a better person. So no, I'm I'm not going to rag him about his Jesus. And it looks like his uh, religion makes him better. So again, it's not a hard no on that one. But On its face, yeah, I think the world would be better without believing in fucking superstition. But I know it makes some people feel better, so knock yourself out. The the uh, second to last one was kind of weird to me. I wish I could believe in a higher power. No, I I don't. Why? What's the benefit? I, I don't see one. Right? Oh, Robert, you get to go to heaven. Where is it? And that's when I get told that's a silly question. And I've literally been told that by Christians. You told me I was going to go somewhere. I am justified in asking, where the fuck am I going? But I don't see how believing in a supernatural being, a deity, would benefit my life. I, I can name benefits for every other aspect of my life. 
lifting weights, smoking weed, fucking, having a drink, having dogs, having friends, lifting weights, eating clean. I, I don't see where the benefit of having a belief in a God helps me in one solid fucking ounce. Now, the last one was a fun one, actually. Would I be upset if my children believed in God? First thing, I'd be like, where are these fucking kids coming from? Holy shit, the back pay on child support is going to be tremendous. But on the strength, if I had kids and they end up being religious, it's the exact same shit that I've said before. First and foremost, every decision you make has consequences. Can you handle the consequences of your choice? There's always going to be a five minutes after. But more importantly, I would tell them, look, I can't stop you and I'm not going to influence you. My, my, my job as a parent is to put your monkey ass on the best path I can and hope you turn out okay. And if you think believing in a God makes you better, go ahead. But again, I would be no, I'd actually be harder on my kids than I would be everyone else. Because again, if your version, especially if you're wearing my last name, little fucker, if your version of a Jesus does not make you a better person, I'm going to wear your ass out. Just think, would you want to be on the receiving end of what you're telling everybody else? If that answer is yes, then go ahead, carry on, right? Tally ho. But again, when your Jesus and your daddy did it, and I'm telling you, I regret every fucking syllable that ever came out of my mouth. But if your Jesus makes you call gay people faggots, then your Jesus is a fucking asshole like the one I was forced to believe in. Now, I would wish my kids would be atheists. I, of course, I do. I, I think it's better when, again, your foundation of a worldview hinges on reality. Everything else is sitting on some bullshit. But if they chose to believe in a God, I can't stop them. I can't stop them. I just hope that their God makes them treat people at least as good as I hope I would have treated them. So, gang, I don't know how to sign this one off because I didn't give you a bunch of problems. But for the ones that I did, you know what I'm about to do. For the people who do still do not think that racism and violent racism is still out there. Shut the fuck up. And I say that with love. I really do. It's real, gang. And again, I, I repeat myself. It is not someone else's problem. It does not happen at someone else's high school. It is happening to you. And again, I can ask 100 white people, do you know a racist? Do you know people that call black people niggers? Almost 90% will say, no, not me. You're wrong, mister. To my Caucasoidal brothers and sisters who still think that it's black people's fault that you can't keep the word nigger out of your mouth, shut the fuck up. Again, it is almost not even close to being fucking funny that the word nigger came from your people, not mine. White people have been calling black people nigger since America opened for business, and it was never a fucking problem until fucking Grandmaster Flash said it. It's always the rapper's fault, isn't it? 
It's never your father's fault. It's never your mother's fault. It's never your uncle's fault. It's never your granddaddy's fault. It's never your auntie's fault. Never your cousin's fault. It's always the black rappers. I strongly suggest you shut the fuck up. Now, the Jubilee game, I just fucking loved it. That was actually fun. I'm not going to say shut the fuck up to that. I actually like today. So, gang, the big guys definitely held you long enough. He's signing the fuck off. Gin and truth. Let's go. Let's go.